0: Welcome to the NBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBA School.com. And today I'm super excited because I have with me Lizzie Ann Jones. Uh, Lizzie Ann is an MBA student at Rice University, the Jones School of Business, and she's also the founder of Hey Lizzie Ann. Before Lizzie was an MBA student, she was also a recruiter and a career coach, and she's worked with lots of young professionals in helping them uh, grow their careers and transition into new careers. And she's doing a little bit of that herself now that she's in business school. And today we're going to talk to her a little bit about her journey to business school, maybe some of her experience, just helping folks uh, transition careers as well as hear a little bit more about what she's up to and what she's working on. So first and foremost, Lizzie Ann, thank you so much for joining me today for jumping on. And uh, before we get too deep uh, into things, I do have to know and understand how are you passing time lately? How are you unwinding? What are you watching on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever, wherever you get your streaming content? What's uh, what have you been watching?
1: Hi, Al. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm a huge fan of MBA school, so I'm honored that you decided to have me on. In terms of the little free time that I have, I've been watching Dairy Girls on Netflix.
0: That's great. I'm glad that you have a little bit of free time and you're able to get a little bit of downtime because I know how busy uh, it can be in business school. Okay, so speaking of business school, let's just start there. You were a career or you were a recruiter before business school, and you certainly helped lots of people as a career coach. Why did you choose to grow your career by going and getting an MBA?
1: Yeah, so there were two primary reasons. The first thing is that as a career coach, I am helping people invest in themselves personally and professionally. So I don't feel like it's right for me to do that if I'm not also doing that myself. So I saw MBA school as a way for me to develop personally and professionally in a very profound and robust way. The second reason is a little bit more practical. I was ready for a career change. I was in corporate recruiting for the past four years. And I knew I wanted to pivot into a product marketing role. And there's two ways you can do that in tech. You can either network super hard and and try to find a job that takes six months to a year at the very least, or I could go to MBA school in a more robust program with a lot of other people who were um, seeking going back to school, meeting different people and building a network. And I felt like that was the better path for me and what I wanted to do.
0: That's great. And one of the things that I loved what you said there, well, actually two. So the first is that, number one, you had an idea in mind of what you wanted to do, right? And so being able to laser in and zero in on that. But number two, once you figured that out, then you were able to figure out what are the paths I can take to get there. And then after that, you can evaluate the trade-offs and the opportunity costs, the time it might take, all those things, and then go forward. And so uh, very much as I'm sure you worked with many other of your clients, uh, you did practice what you preach, and uh, you ended up at Rice. So talk to me a little bit about Rice. What stuck out to you about Rice? How did you end up there? Why did you choose it?
1: Oh, I love Rice. So there are a couple of things that were going in mind when I was choosing an MBA school. The very um, first thing I, I took into account was a small, intimate program. I had gone to undergrad at USC where I had classes of 200 people sometimes per class. And I knew I wanted an environment where I knew all of my classmates, I knew all of my professors, and they knew me. So I only applied to top 50 schools that had a class size of 300 or less. So Rice and a few other schools were on that list. After that, I took a look in terms of what I wanted to do long term, which is to stay in tech. But having come from Seattle, where there's a lot of tech companies and a huge tech scene there, I wanted more of a challenge. I wanted to get outside of my comfort zone, and tech is definitely a growing space in Houston. And I really wanted to be a part of an emerging tech market. So that was another draw for Rice. And then the last thing that sold the deal was just going on campus and meeting the people in person. I think. What I love the most about my classmates is that they have this balance of being like super qualified people who are extremely accomplished, but they're also really humble at the same time. And it was just so welcoming and warm coming on campus and meeting everyone. So I think just like my interactions, like when I visited campus was the point where I was like, okay, Rice is it. This is the one.
0: That's great. And I too am biased in that I do really like small programs. And I I love the, or love the ability at UNC to be able to really get to know everyone and to have the time and the space to really build relationships with a lot of my classmates. And I know Rice is is similar in that regard and is even smaller than UNC. And so I, I just feel like that's such a great opportunity. And myself, I had grown up in my entire life in the Northeast and I decided to go to a school in the South. And that was a whole new experience for me as well. And so I can definitely relate just based off some of the things that you said. And it sounds like you did your homework. And that's really great because it helped you land at a great spot. Now that you're a semester in, maybe a little bit more than a semester in, I would love to know what what's something that maybe you wish you knew before you started business school now because of you've experienced it. But what's maybe something that you didn't expect or that you wish you had maybe learned sooner? Would love to hear a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I would say one thing that stood out to me is just like the importance of the fundamental business classes like finance and accounting. I knew that I wasn't going into a field where I I would be using those skills a lot, like in terms of marketing. And I got a job offer pretty early on in the semester. So I I think I wish I would have done a little bit more prep work for those classes, maybe have taken like an intro to finance class over the summer. And especially coming from an English undergrad and then a psychology grad background, I think that would have been very helpful. So I would say my advice to people who are non-quantitative or haven't had a lot of math classes in, in the last couple of years is to do a little bit more prep work on that before going into your program, because most programs will have some sort of core component And those core classes typically and have finance and accounting and statistics. So being a little bit more ready for that can make your life a whole lot easier for that first semester.
0: I think that's great advice. And I definitely provide the same advice, particularly if you're someone who maybe you're a little rusty from not being in the classroom for a while, or maybe an undergrad, you are like me and maybe didn't spend as much time in the classroom as you should have. And so I, I think that is great advice. Whether you need to brush up a little bit, it maybe was a little bit new and familiar, or you just feel like you will be much better if you go in with a little bit of prep work. I think that's I think that's super great advice. Maybe as a another follow up to that question, what was the highlight of the first semester that you had a uh, business school so far? What really stuck out to you, or what was super exciting to you? If you could only pick one experience,
1: gosh, I've had kind of a uh... Interesting first semester in business school, obviously, because we are in the pandemic. So I started off the first half of my semester remote in Seattle. It wasn't until um, a couple months in that I actually decided to visit campus at Rice. And I intended it to be just a one week visit just to see everyone in person before going back to Seattle. And I just absolutely loved it so much getting um, to see my classmates and professors. Obviously, it's not like fully remote. It's a hybrid model at Rice. But just how people embraced me when I came to campus was just amazing. And that one week trip turned to me just canceling my return flight, finding an apartment and then moving to Houston. So I, I think that speaks volumes to the community that Rice has. I just felt so seen and so welcomed in this program. That's It's filled with a lot of like, type a like alpha dogs like you get nervous when you're going to the environment but people were just so nice and welcoming and then more so i think in this pandemic which kind of makes building relationships a little bit harder so that was a highlight for me was coming to rice to visit for a week and then staying for the past couple months
0: that's super awesome and i think it you know speaks to the power of the community that you talked about and i'm glad it worked out like that that's really great Okay. So I want to switch gears for a second As we talked about earlier, you spent some time in corporate recruiting before you went to business school, worked at a couple of different co- companies. would love to know what your life was like as a corporate recruiter. What did you do every day? How did that whole experience look like? What did it play out? How did it play out?
1: Yeah. A day in the life of a corporate recruiter. So essentially I had maybe 15 to 20 positions that I was recruiting for at any one time. With any one position, you have candidates either in the resume review stage, phone screen stage with you as a recruiter, with the hiring manager, assessment, final interview stage, or offer stage. So those are the different stages of a requisition. But since I had 20 of them, they could all be in different stages. So I was just balancing my day with reviewing resumes to answer your questions about offers, to answer your questions about visa transfers. It's a lot of managing a lot of different, we wearing a lot of different hats, but I think the commonality is just like building strong relationships with the, re- with the candidates because you want them to trust you and you want them to understand that you're their advocate, but then also building relationships with the hiring managers that you are going to find the best person for this job, not just to fill the requisition, but to hopefully be at the company for a really long time. So I would say my day was pretty hectic and and scattered all the time. But the commonality between everything that I was doing was on relationship building, which is something that I'm very passionate about.
0: That's great. And just out of curiosity, what would you say was the most challenging part of being a recruiter?
1: I think the most challenging part... For me, it was just like the high volume of outreach messages that I was getting, because I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn in terms of sharing job search tips. As a corporate finance recruiter, all, all of my requisitions were in finance. So if people were asking me about like data scientist roles or marketing roles. Like I don't have a lot of weight there or a lot of ways to help them out, but you understand how difficult it can be as a job seeker. So I guess having that empathy, I really wanted to help everyone, but you have limitations in terms of the the roles that you're recruiting for. So I think that was the most challenging part for me.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. I think that the job in general just takes a lot of very good, strong organizational skills and prioritization skills. And then to your point, I know how prolific you are in LinkedIn. I think it's great. Add that on top of that and then add your desire to want to help people. And I can only imagine that it is just, it must be a challenge to be able to keep track of it all or manage it all. And I think so part of the reason why I wanted you to talk a little bit about that is because I remember going into business school and having a classmate who was a recruiter and just learning a little bit more about her day in the life and her experience. And quite honestly, it actually changed the way that I approached recruiters and engaged with them in a positive way. And because, like it, because I had more insight, it uh, sounds obvious, right? It's like not every recruiter is ignoring you. They just may have a thousand messages in their yeah. inbox. The uh, I'm sure yeah. that's probably was a little bit of your life each and every day or something like that, I would presume, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's this misconception of recruiters being these like, evil gatekeepers of your dream jobs. And and that's usually not the case. More often than not, if you break down the profile of a recruiter, it's typically a people person. Someone who loves getting to know people and talking to people, someone who has a lot on their plate, who's balancing the needs of the business and also the candidates, and also getting reached out to a lot in their personal inbox and their LinkedIn inbox. So, if you look at those factors, it will hopefully give you a little bit more empathy on the recruiter and then hopefully build a more positive relationship with them.
0: Yeah, no. And just uh, a pro tip out there for uh, MBA students or even undergrad students for that matter find a recruiter, buy them coffee or get them a virtual drink or just and spend some time learning a little bit more about what their days and i think it will go a long way in terms of how you engage with them i will say that i can't say that every recruiter has loved working with me but i feel like i've had much better relationships that i've built just by having a little bit more empathy and using that empathy to, to fuel how i engage and interact so highly recommend it for those out there or you could just listen to this podcast too and that's perfectly okay too would love to know from that experience just being a corporate recruiter what were some of the most important lessons that you learned from that work experience
1: in terms of how it's helped me personally? Yeah. But like
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Interesting. I would say the most important lesson that I learned was building trust with people because as a recruiter, I saw myself as someone who is a candidate advocate. But at the same time, there have been candidates who've been burned a lot of times before they, they get to me and they're a little bit hesitant on putting down their walls, understanding like where that person's coming at in terms of what they really want in their careers is super important. So you can build that trust because at the end of the day, you want to work together as a team when you get a job offer that helps me too in my job. So we want the same goal. So that was a big, I think, professional learning lesson is that even though I'm coming into situations like with positive intent, you never know like how the other person has been treated by other people in your role or at your company, reading the room and reading that relationship, and then understanding like where you can bridge those gaps. So trust can be built is huge, because if you don't have that trust from the other person, it's really hard to move forward in any sort of project or deliverable.
0: I think that's great, a great lesson. And I'm glad you were able to learn it. Just out of curiosity, what is it like, or what was it like this uh, fall, being on the other side, and having to recruit yourself and go through that process and engage with, I presume, some of the the same types of people that you used to used to be one of how was recruiting for you?
1: Oh, it was wild to be on For so long, I wasn't. And I think it was just very humbling because I was experiencing some of the pain points that candidates would often complain about on LinkedIn. Just because I had a background in corporate recruiting doesn't mean that everyone treated me super well. I did have experiences with recruiters where they dropped the ball or they didn't get back to me. And then I was second guessing myself and that is so frustrating. And so I really appreciated having that opportunity to understand what it's like from the candidate's perspective, because a lot of my advice on LinkedIn is about having more empathy for the recruiter, like understanding what's going on in their side and staying positive no matter what. And so that was a good wake up call. And there are times where it actually really does suck. And it's defeating, like some of my content has changed in the last couple of months in terms of like, really acknowledging when it is frustrating in the job search, because you can't just like bottle that up and just try to be positive all the time, because there are times where it really does suck. And it's not your fault. That was a really good experience. I had to be in the candidate seat again.
0: That's great. And it's, I think it's a good learning experience to have to be on that other side. And it's also even better that you're taking what you've learned from that experience and fueling it into how you move forward. And so I think that is a good, that's a good feedback loop, right? Of trying something new, getting some feedback and baking those learnings into how you approach things moving forward. So I think that's, I think that's really great. And speaking of just as you were talking about in terms of the content that you share, one of the things you have had for a while is your own coaching business in terms of working with early career professionals. So could you talk to me a little bit more about that? When did you start it? And, and what was the impetus behind that?
1: Yeah, I started Hey, Lizzie Ann in 2018. This was a result of gaining a pretty large following on LinkedIn after I shared job search tips for people. I was a first-generation college graduate, so there are a lot of things about the corporate recruiting process that I didn't have family members or close friends to turn to. So I wanted to be that friend for other people. And so as my following grew, more people were asking to work with me on a one-on-one basis. So that's why I started Hey, Lizzie Ann. Um, which focused primarily on -on one-on-one coaching. And I've had a lot of success with that and and helping people get into top tech companies. But that demand grew as well. So then I started going towards like workshops and classes versus like the one-on-one. And now I'm working on an online course so I can hopefully help even more people at scale. But the reason why I started this was that I love helping people And I found a business niche just by the demand that I saw from people who wanted my career advice. It was not intentional, but I think, When I started Hey, Lizzie Ann, that was when the light bulb clicked on. Oh, like I could actually work in business. Like I always saw myself in HR. I didn't really know much beyond it. But then starting this business, like doing all my accounting for it, like that really turned on a light in me and thinking that I could take this to the next level, which is why I'm trying to do this course. And one of the other inspirations that I had in terms of applying to business school.
0: That's great. And I was actually going to ask you about that in terms of now that you're in business school, which is a great place to start a business or grow a business or do anything with a business. I am curious, how is your time at Rice so far uh, inside of the classroom, outside of the classroom? How is that experience helping you as you think about how you will grow your own business?
1: Yeah, it's been phenomenally helpful. I think in particular classes in marketing and strategy, I just remember learning concepts in class and then going home and then applying it straight to Hey Lizzie Ann and and trying things out. That was phenomenally helpful. And that was something that I was really wanting um, from business school because there are some things that I felt like I just had some natural skills in, but like actually learning tried and true frameworks is really important, I think. And then being in a classroom of people who are also learning the same thing. And Rice is very entrepreneurial. There are so many people who have their own businesses on the side that are doing the same thing as me. So I can always kind of have like brainstorming sessions with them in terms of like ideas that they've tried. So it's been really helpful for those classes where those there are synergies in terms of what I'm learning and how I can apply that directly to my business.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. I know you've You talked a little bit about some of the classes so far, but are there any other programs at Rice that you're excited to take advantage of in the future, whether it's through entrepreneurial type classes or programs or other resources that you think are going to be helpful to continuing to iterate on your business or grow your business? Or what are some of the other types of resources that are available to you that you hope to take advantage of during while you're an MBA student at Rice?
1: Yeah, so one of the cool things about Rice is its relationship with the Doerr Institute um, at Rice University. So it's basically leadership coaching, um, all free for Rice students, including business students. And you get paired up with an executive leadership coach, which um, in the real world, that's really expensive to have. That is something that I took advantage of in terms of getting one on one coaching myself, in terms of how to become a better leader. And through that program, you can go through a certification process to be to become a certified coach. So that's something that I think would help me personally as a leader of my business, but then also like having a credential under my name, that would be something that's part of my experience at Rice, not something extra that I have to pursue. So that was one of the draws that I had towards Rice and something that I'm definitely taking advantage of.
0: That's really great. I would say that for my time at Min um, Business School, getting access to a leadership coach was one of the most valuable experiences that I had. And ironically enough, I'm actually connecting with my coach that I had from five years ago uh, tomorrow. Awesome. So I'm really excited to catch up with her because it's been a while since we last chatted. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and you alluded to a little bit, was about this newest course that you're building and the process of building. Could you talk to me a little bit more about it? What's the impetus behind it and, and how it's going so far?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's basically an A to Z job search 101 course focused on resume writing, LinkedIn, networking and interview prep. So it walks you through the job search process. There's worksheets involved and then videos of me teaching. This is hopefully a course where people will feel like I'm, I'm with them every step of the job search process. I'm really excited for it because it's a way that I can scale my services and strategies that I've used to help clients before. It's been very difficult because I'm also a full-time student. So finding time to put the worksheets together and do all the filming has been pretty challenging, but um, we're making it through. And I'm excited to say that we're going to launch at the end of April. So it will be available to everyone by then. But yeah, it's taken a couple of months to get everything together, just given the demands of working full time. But I think one thing that I appreciate about Rice is that it is very entrepreneurial. So there's a lot of other students who have side hustles and, and businesses that they're running while they're going to school full time. So although it's hard, there's some other people in my program who are in the same boat. And so that's definitely kept me very motivated in times where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like how am I supposed to manage this business and classes at the same time?
0: That's great. I'm curious, what's it been like to be a learning instructor and to build your own course? How has that experience been?
1: It has really taken me outside of my comfort zone because I just really want this to be good for people. And so I, it's hard for me to get a point where I'm like, okay, like this task is done. Like let's move on to the next. Like I keep iterating and iterating. So I've had to turn to my mentors a lot and get their feedback and understand like when to move on to the next task. Because I have done this process so many times with so many different people, but having a course out there, like you, you film it and then it's out there. So I just want to make sure it's like the best thing possible. So I think perfectionism has been the hardest part for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Some, the what is it? Perfection is the, uh, or what is it? There's a couple ways you can say this. Progress over perfection. Done is better than perfect. Perfect is the enemy of good enough. I don't know, pick your expression, but I know that I've definitely been in the same boat. And I would say as someone who has also created courses, one of the things that was, interesting for me, particularly also as a coach is that the skills that make you a good business person and the skills that make you a teacher and an instructor and the skills that make you a career coach, there's some overlap. And then there's just some things that just are so different um, from one another. And on any given day, when you're in this business, you need some of them, all of them, or you have to go back and forth between the different roles or the different hats, if you will. And sometimes when you're trying to be coach and you need to be instructor, you get tied up. Or sometimes when you need to be business person and you need, and you're someone else, like it can be a challenge, but I think it also is what makes it fun and yeah. is, is the ability to do all of those things. But yeah. uh, for sure. Lizzie Ann, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing about your journey to Rice and talking all things corporate recruiting and talking about your business as a career coach and the course you're going to be launching. If people want to find you, learn more from you, get an updates about when this course is going to launch, where can they find you? Where should they go?
1: They can find me with dot uh, hey com on Instagram at HalaZian hey or LinkedIn at HalaZian. Hey so very consistent.
0: <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Lizzie. Thanks, Al. Hi, everyone.